0: Hello everyone, I'm Anastasia and welcome to my podcast. Well, fantasy is not going so well for me. I am now 3-2 and two, and this past week I lost to a team that had two players score zero points. Yeah, so that one hurt, <laughs> but it's still early in the season, so if I play better I will come back. Speaking of the NFL, the only undefeated team is the Philadelphia Eagles and they're 5 and 0, which is I don't think something that many people predicted. But speaking of Philadelphia, every time a Philadelphia baseball team has won the World Series, the economy has entered into a recession. The Philadelphia Athletics major league baseball team won in 1929, and that was the year the Great Depression started. Then the Athletics moved to Kansas and Philadelphia got the Phillies, who won the World Series in 1980, coinciding with the early 80s recession. And they won again in 2008. And we all know what happened in 2008. And all this to say, they are currently in the playoffs. So I think I'm speaking for all of us when we say that the Phillies need to throw the series because I just don't think that it's a good omen for them to win right now, especially with inflation, especially with everything. So yeah, let's all root against the Phillies. (laughs) So this is an episode that I've been wanting to do since I started coming up with episodes that I wanted to do for my podcast because I feel like it's Something that's been a huge aspect of my life for like the past year. And before you think I'm going to be talking about religion or spirituality, I am not. (laughs) I'm only calling this episode Having a Spiritual Awakening because that's what it felt like before I realized what it was. And I saw this like meme Instagram picture and it said, if you're 21 to 25 and think you're having a spiritual awakening, I promise it's just your brain finishing up being developed. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, it all makes sense. I'm just like realizing all these things. And I thought it was like a spiritual awakening because I really didn't know what else to call it. But in reality, it was just my brain (laughs) finishing being developed. So I'm seeing all these things differently. And it led to like some major revelations that I feel like really changed my outlook on life. So I kind of just like want to go through some of the things that I've realized over the past year that have truly changed me as a person because I feel like I always want to be promoting growth, like personal growth. I believe it is such a valid thing to change your opinion on a topic. Like there are certain things where if you would have asked me my opinions in high school, I would have said something so outlandish Compared to what I would have said if you'd asked me that same question now and I think that that's like such a good thing Like i'm so happy that I can look back And be like I am not the same person that I was and I have changed and I have grown and I think that that should be one of everyone's main goals for their life is to experience things that change you as a person Because why would you want to be the same person that you were a year ago? so The first thing that I feel like really kicked off my spiritual awakening, if you will, was sort of a tangent from my fitness journey. I did my second episode all about it, and if you've listened to it, you know that I said really the last puzzle piece to reaching an advanced level of fitness was focusing on my nutrition and really paying attention to what I eat and what I put in my body. I had started a workout page on Instagram and I was following a lot of healthy food accounts and I stumbled across this one account dedicated to showing how all the supplements in the health industry are actually total crap and filled with unregulated chemicals. And she posts a lot of stuff about, like, what's really in your food. One of the major things that I took away from that was showing how – she said how natural flavors is really just where companies hide their chemicals by calling it natural flavors. And since it's normally proprietary, they won't say what those natural flavors are. But, you know, most people look at ingredients and they say, see natural flavors, and they're like, oh, great, this food is healthy. This food is natural. And that's really not the case. So I now see, and I encourage you to look at natural flavors as just a code word for chemicals, which it truly, really, that's what it is. They just throw anything under that and they don't have to actually say what are the natural flavors. But when I started following her, I absolutely hated what she posted because it was calling out a lot of the brands that I liked at the time. And it made me feel really bad about certain foods that I was eating that I thought was the healthy choice. Like, I'm over here trying to make healthy changes and here she is, like, knocking down everything that I thought I was doing right. She's one of those people that can make absolutely everything toxic or everything causes cancer. And I don't follow her anymore because she really made me anxious about, like, everything, especially my health. But she did open my eyes to ingredient lists. In my personal health philosophy, I try to eat as much unprocessed foods as possible. The smaller the ingredient list, the better. If I don't know what something is in the ingredient list, I am way more likely to put it back on the shelf. And my boyfriend actually hates grocery shopping with me because I will look at the ingredient list on literally everything before I put it in my cart because the ingredients are so important. And when I started thinking about food in terms of how it will help me on my fitness journey, I thought of it in its most basic terms of macros, like proteins, carbs, and fats. And then like when I went deeper, I was thinking, was this on the shelves when my grandparents were kids? And then it makes you think like this food wasn't okay, then it was probably man-made like created in a lab, not natural or truly like food from the ground. And something about that really started to bother me. Thinking about all these foods that have just been created just kind of grosses me out. And honestly, even grocery stores at this point really gross me out. Like if you zoom out and look at it, how long have these foods been sitting on the shelf? There are all these people coming to one giant location to get food that has been manufactured, mass produced, and it just feels so wrong compared to how people used to get their foods, you know, either from their own backyard, food that they grew from the ground. Or a smaller local market where all types of farmers would sell the different crops that they grew from the ground, you know, and maybe a small like local person would sell food that they made from those crops like bread and that kind of stuff. And it just feels gross to me when I go to a grocery store that's huge, lined with a million things and most of which were not available a hundred years ago. And I'm sure you've heard the advice. If you want to get healthy foods from the grocery store to shop the perimeter, because that's where the produce is, that's where the meat is, that's where all the grains are, and that's where the real food is. Everything in the middle is like mass-produced, chemical-pumped garbage that is so normalized that most people don't see anything wrong with it. And I was that person too for practically my whole life until I just recently started to think about like just how sick America is and how so many health problems can be traced back to a poor diet. And ingesting disgusting chemicals most people don't even realize are in their food. And because I started to constantly think about how much of the food wasn't even around a hundred years ago, I started to think about what else has changed from a hundred years ago. And this led me to appreciating nature more than I ever did. In high school, I hated going outside. (laughs) I thought it was boring. I hated the heat. I still do. I hated the bugs. I also still do. But just in general, I hated being outside. And it's sad to think back to high school Anastasia, who didn't even want to go to App State because there was nothing to do but be outside. And I was like, I won't have any friends because I don't want to do any of that outside stuff. And I don't think I would have ever changed going to ECU, but I'm like sad that I never gave App a real chance because it was in the mountains. But now my sister goes there and from seeing it at this like newer perspective, it is seriously one of the most beautiful places in the state. I love getting to visit her. I love getting to be immersed in nature. Literally everywhere you go, everything you look at is beautiful. And so I just recently started appreciating how good being outside for you is, both mentally and physically. The house that I lived in at ECU for my master's degree had an amazing hidden backyard with a beautiful deck and we had like outside furniture and it was it was a beautiful backyard I'd sit out there with a blanket until my fingers got numb or it got dark from like the second it started to be like somewhat warm and it was just so nice like having a backyard where I was just being I was just able to sit in nature and just be at peace and I had never really gotten that opportunity before And so I really tried to be present and just sit outside. And I remember thinking to myself, really enjoy this because when you don't live here anymore, you're going to miss it. And I do. And I'm so glad that I was able to really sit there and be present because I can remember being outside. I can remember so vividly sitting there and how great it felt. And so I'm glad that I did that. And I think that that really was where I really felt a change coupled with a bunch of documentaries that I started watching. I have such an appreciation for nature and how important it is to preserve the remaining wilderness we haven't destroyed yet due to so many documentaries that I watched that David Attenborough narrated. If you don't know, David Attenborough is one of my absolute favorite people of all time. He's an English biologist and natural historian who traveled across the world in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and he filmed all these documentaries showcasing nature and animals on every continent that had at that point been on film. So he brought a lot of raw nature to everyday people's forefront so they were thinking about this. He has such an appreciation for wildlife and our planet and its absolutely heartbreaking to listen to some of his newer documentaries because he has literally seen the planet transform into what it is today. He has seen wildlife go extinct. He has seen climate change and its effect on nature. And he has seen literally some of the most wild parts of the planet become industrialized. He has literally watched nature start to disappear and he's such an advocate for how to fix the planet. So I have just such a great respect for his work and what he stands for. Last spring, I watched his 2020 documentary called A Life on Our Planet, which was essentially his witness statement and vision for the future. And I was absolutely destroyed for days. And I I think about it all the time. He ends it kind of on like a positive note on how we can change the course we're going. But it's, it's hard to believe that change is possible. Which kind of brings me to the last part of my spiritual awakening, if you will, and that's being aware of capitalism and corporate greed. And I feel like once you notice that literally the root of every problem is corporate greed and you realize that people will never give up money for the good of the planet and society, then it's hard not to feel extremely hopeless for the future. Capitalism is destroying our planet at an alarming rate, and I feel like once you notice it, you cannot unnotice it. And this is something that consumes a majority of my thoughts. People talk about America moving to universal health care like other countries, and while I 100% agree it should happen for the good of all Americans... I'm pretty sure it never will. The healthcare industry in America makes multi-billion dollars worth of profit every year, and I don't ever see them being willing to give that up for the establishment of universal healthcare. I mean, you can say that for literally every industry that makes a profit. They will never give up that profit for a better future. It won't happen. People that already have money are too greedy. They won't give it up. The goal of capitalists is to live off the labor of others. It is literally built on exploitation. How little can we pay people to make a profit? How cheaply can we make this good to turn the biggest profit possible? Literally everything in the world revolves around making a profit. And to me, that's just like disgusting. Uh, Do you remember during the pandemic when everyone was like, you have all this time, create a side hustle, you know, start your own business. It's like, can I not do something for fun? Can I not have a hobby just to enjoy the hobby? Why do I have to monetize that? Why do I have to always be trying to create profit? It's just like we literally only have 100 years at most of life and existence on this planet and we're supposed to spend almost half of it generating profit. That's literally what a job is. Trading your time for money while helping to generate profit for someone else. We as a society literally created this system. It doesn't have to be this way. Jobs are literally referred to as earning a living, as if we don't deserve to be alive unless we participate in generating profit. It's just so disgusting when you think about it. And now that I see everything through the lenses of how capitalism is ruining the planet and sucking every ounce of joy in our lives and making it so much harder to live comfortably and happily, it just feels hopeless to even work for that. Like, the only way to not have to work for nine hours, five out of seven days of the week for the rest of your time on earth is to invest your money in the stock market, which is still participating in capitalism, so that you can live off that money and not have to sell your time to afford to live. And that's just like so bleak to me. Like, even though I know how to escape the rat race how to invest so I don't have to work, it's still gonna take me like 15 to 25 years to be able to invest enough money. And then even if I invest enough and I can live off that, it comes down to will there even be a planet left to live comfortably on? I am in this one subreddit just all about people like moving to different parts of America and something that I never thought about until it was brought to my attention was how many people are looking to live somewhere climate change resistant because they know that with all the wildfires in California, it's going to be hard to live out there. They know with the rising sea level, it's going to be hard to live on coasts. So people are literally looking for places to live that are climate change resistant already like right now in 2022. So imagine how much worse it's going to be in 30 years. Like, uh, the it's just like the planet is so quickly becoming uninhabitable. And the chance that that happens within my lifetime in the next, you know, 70, 80 years is just disgustingly huge. Why would I want to have a family and bring children into the world where they will probably be suffering? It just feels like, people recognize the way things are currently going is not sustainable, and that change is necessary. But then when you think about how many rich people are happy with how things are going because of how much it benefits them, you know that nothing's going to change. Like, we need a dramatic shift in the way we live our lives, and too many people are distracted trying to literally survive to be able to make that change happen, and that's what they want. They want us to be stuck in the capitalism nightmare of working to be able to afford food, working to be able to afford a place to live, for the media to constantly have us in a state of fear to distract from the real problem, which is capitalism is destroying the earth, our home, the only livable planet we've discovered so far. And I think knowing this is also contributing to my fear of starting my job because once I start trading my time for money, to generate profit for someone else, it's almost impossible to get out of that cycle. And I've come to learn all these things like through chance. I stumbled across something that led me to these ideas and now I see the world this way. I can't not see it this way. And it definitely leads me to feeling really hopeless about the future way more than I wish it would. So I try to be so present in these moments that I do have for sure right now. I know people say this all the time, but how often are you actually being present in your daily life? Like looking at things and mentally being like, I want to remember how this is making me feel, how this looks. I want to remember this moment. You really have to work to lock something into your memory. And so many people, I'm not even being like not me, like myself included, it's something that I'm working on. I... And just trying to be present. Like when I'm with friends or family, I try to not have my phone with me. Like I put it to the side. I put it on do not disturb. (laughs) I don't even want to go on a social media rampage right now. But we all know deep down that being glued to our phones is a bad thing. And I used to laugh. Like I I thought it was funny. When I worked at orientation a couple summers ago, I was like, you guys can DM me on Instagram any time of the day. Like I'm always on my phone. I'll reply. And now it's like, ugh. Ugh, I'm I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be glued to my phone like that. I don't want people to have constant access to me. It's so hard to break out of this addiction. I don't want I don't want this anymore and I'm trying so hard to change. Because to me revolting against capitalism is saying to yourself I'm not going to be on my phone right now. I don't need to be sold anything. Revolting against capitalism is not buying things that are trendy, not buying things that you want just because you want them. Revolting against capitalism is finding joy being outside, you know, one of the only places that they haven't fully monetized yet. And that's how I'm trying to live my life in lights of the societal, economical, and cultural structures that I haven't noticed and cannot unnotice. I know this may have been a little bit of a depressing episode, but I really hope that it has made you think a little about the greater forces at work here and how it impacts you personally. I appreciate all of you who have listened to my spiel and made it to the end. Your support really means the world to me. Thank you so much for being here. I will see you guys next Friday for yet another episode. Bye, guys!